successful buy. Let's see if it actually did it. Let's see if it actually went. Sometimes it's been tricky lately. Not saying that it's gone, but I think we're on. Hold on, let me just check. Yeah, we're on live. All right, so. Says we're streaming live. We got that. We're going to actually record this for posterity on the cloud because that's the way they all do it. Hey, everybody. It's Whiskey Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, Steve Copperin's here with us today from Horse Soldier. Uh, bourbon. Well, it's whiskey, but right now we're only bourbon, right? Yes, right? sir. Yes, so, sir. Steve is here today to uh, talk about... Um, about horse soldier bourbons that we're going to try today, but also tell us a little bit about uh, his side of life, life and, 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 and a little bit of war stories and all that stuff. So just to shout out with it, cause we might have some people in the audience that probably are not familiar with horse soldier. Okay. All right. So how did, how did all of this, of, and I know the stories are tied together, but tell us a little bit about, about horse soldier in general, like the, of what the products you're putting out. So, uh, the first off, you know, the moniker come from us, uh, having, having forced to, to ride horses. Well, let's, yeah, let's, you know what, let, you can't tell a good story without starting at the beginning. Right. right? <laughs> so tell us about the, just the title horse soldier. Where does that come from? Uh, well, we, uh, I, I say that, the Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld, is the one that actually gave us the moniker. He uh, he actually he didn't believe his commanders, the situation reports, the sit reps that were coming out of Afghanistan, that his Green Berets were riding horses when we have motorcycles, ATVs, uh, these, these cool dune buggies and all these fancy. The most jeeps. modern army in the world, right? Absolutely. And it, why would his guys be riding horses when we have all this at, uh, at our fingertips? Uh, well, there's a lot of reasons why we won. The, the trails were about. From, from 12 to 18 inches wide. Okay. Uh, some of them were straight up and down. Some of them were on the side of a cliff. Um, as we were going along these trails, you have to understand that the Afghani soldiers would show us where the mines were on the edges of the trails. So if your horse went a little to the right, a little to the left, boom. Boom. It, uh, fortunately, <laughs> wow. it never happened to us. However, yeah. you could see the prongs sticking up of out of mines, out of the dirt. And then they would really, they would excitedly, they would run over to these anti-tank mines and show us the anti-tank mines so these are the ones that turn a 55 ton tank upside down oh my god so you imagine what it would do to a young man on a horse right and we were you know basically butt to butt going down these trails because uh i had never ridden a horse before in my life but you came real good at absolutely. it absolutely i was <laughs> i was ready to go on the rodeo a couple hours after that uh yeah it was a it was a painful uh Learning lesson is what it was. And uh, so anyway, Donald Rumsfeld called us out. He, he he wanted to talk to us. He wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth, yeah. as he said, it, which was we thought was pretty funny at the time. And then uh, we got on an airplane, uh, flew back to uh, Uzbekistan. Yep. And uh, as stinky and nasty as we were, hadn't had a you know a bath and uh, deodorant for, a, what, a month? That's right. They, so, they, they yeah, right. We, we were kind of right. But to us, we didn't smell anything at all. That's right. We didn't have, you know, there's no detergents, no uh, candies, no nothing. Mm -hmm. We were eating MREs and goat and rice. That's your diet, really. Uh, so needless to say, we, we ended up with, in the tent with Donald Rumsfeld. And, and you have to look at this guy. And he's uh, he's a bullet statement guy. He says a couple words and everybody reacts. Right. Do this uh, to kill the Taliban. Uh, <laughs> you will do this now. And he's a very direct man concise direct man and uh so you you he had command presence you walked in that room and boom it was there so he's like hey uh 
so these are the guys and we're like look at them like uh we're, we're you know guys that we just did our job that's all we that's right. all we looked at right. us we did our job and uh he's like so so tell me what's going on and we started telling stories and uh one of the funny things that will summers come up with is uh hey well sir it's kind of like this it's it's like the jetsons against the flintstones with our equipment right and uh, yes we started out on horses yes we finished out on horses and then a couple gators john deere gators but with our weapons it was like the with our bombs that right you know they couldn't see the planes at 32 you were calling them in right absolutely when you needed them, yes. right which would they were four hours away now okay. so they would be when they come on station in our area they would be there for 15 minutes and then they would be texaco or out of fuel they'd have to go back okay so the four hour ride would take that much fuel They'd have oh. 15 minutes to loiter and bomb, drop bombs and then go back. Okay. So th that's hence the, the, the Jetsons against the Flintstones. The, uh, the Taliban was nothing but the Flintstones. It, they had whatever the Russians left in the 80s. That's exactly what they had. They could use. Yeah. And, he, and he looks at us and goes, so <laughs> you're horse soldiers. And he didn't like, like hey, that coin that phrase or right. hey, I'm going to label you this. He just said it like that. And he's like, wow, he was just... He was in awe, and I never, I've never seen him without, you know, uh, at a loss for words. I've right. never seen him like that. However, he was a great guy. Uh, he did take a picture with us. We asked him for a picture, and uh, sure. And then, uh, so the way he called us out was so abrupt. You never leave a uh, a commander, a general, since uh, uh, General Dostum is a very well respected, uh, well, uh, a he was respected and feared as much and we didn't want to leave him because he, he would lose face he, the oh. other generals would say hey where's your americans well they just left so four of us volunteered to go back and do the ceremonies and we took uh cibs combat infantrymen badges yeah and put their men in line and gave them badges and uh, we ceremonially we uh we said our goodbyes he gave us a bunch of rugs which was yep. common it was fantastic right. it was, and uh he actually cried and then we handed him off to another green beret team and so we did the wow. right thing by that general so the the so the the whole this whole like sort of uh horse soldiers thing was just sort of like a, a, a almost like an offhand remark it was it, just a, exactly. a statement of the obvious but yeah but, exactly but, right but you guys so this was right after 9 11 40 days 40 days you guys all of a sudden are thrown very deep into Af very deep into Af I mean you're riding horses into Afghanistan four hour helicopter ride right. on a Chinook that can go 200 miles an hour <laughs> back there 21,000 feet and, and basically you're going to be working with the the local Af Afghanis correct to try Northern to, Alliance guys yes. Northern Alliance to get rid of the Taliban, Taliban yes wow. absolutely so we used their own people right we taught them how to uh how we do battle okay uh ambushes raids uh, taking small villages which were confidence targets right so each time we did another target it would be bigger and bigger and then you'd get confidence targets i.e you uh this village had uh, 30 or 40 taliban in it the next one would have 80 to 100 right but you get to work up you're working them way up so they understand how to actually do what you guys do. Right. And then we would train the trainer. We would train a couple of their guys and then right. we'd have their guys. We'd watch them train their people. Marksmanship training alone. See, normally you see them in the movie, they're AK-47s, wayside. Right. Screamed automatic. And that's the worst thing you could do, right. especially when you have no resources. You have no ammo supply you run out, you, run out of, you run out of bullets, and right? The average Afghan soldier had four to five rounds. That's it. That's it. Oh, wow. And weighed about 45 pounds. So when I was 200 pounds, 
had a 40 pound belt and a 10 pound weapon and got on their horse. Right. The horse started speaking English really in a bad way. It's, <laughs> Get off. Yeah. He started yeah. trying yeah. to bite your knees, right. bite the horse in front of him. It was right. pretty brutal. So, you know, I, I want to get a little bit more into, you know, I want you to tell us some stories about your time there. Cause I, I think that's, that's, that's really important. I yes, think sir. that's a, a sort of the, 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 the background to the, to where the it started, whole, where it started and stuff like that. But they're going to start getting mad if I don't say we start drinking something. All right. All right. So, so let's, let's enter, like, I want to inter interlude this a little bit. Let's start with, with number one, which is the straight bourbon whiskey, right? Absolutely. My favorite. Oh, well, okay. Well, there, there you go. go. But you why go. we'll start with your favorite. Well, uh, 87 proof, 87 proof. It's a fantastic, it's a fantastic straight, it's a rye, uh, obviously 51% corn. Right. But then on the next the next ingredients rye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's a yeah. So they call it a high rye. High rye. Absolutely. Uh, now you guys don't have your distillery yet. Who's 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 making Bardstown. this? Bardstown. Bardstown. Those guys are great. They are fantastic. We did it. We just recently in September did a uh, a tour, and to talk about a bunch of passionate people. Yeah. That really want to help you learn. And I I took notes. I was the only one that had a notepad, and I had five pages of notes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. So, you I, know, but do you want me to go? Like, let's go deep and dirty. Then <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna really start talking this. It's it's crazy. No, I mean, uh, I didn't know that there was so much science behind it. I didn't know there was so much art behind it. So right. much uh, pride and honor. I mean, there was I, I think five generations of people. Oh, like easy. A fifth generation people. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Actually, I never. I didn't think about yeah, that. I was yeah. a, I was an army guy. But it's also you know there's a lot of there's you're right. The people don't realize the 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 science behind it. The blending the history. that's involved, well, um, the connection between military conflict and alcohol—it's always been there. Every time you for come good back, and bad. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but every time you come back home, that's right. What do you do? You celebrate. You celebrate. It's a victory when you come back home. Absolutely. So, let me. So when they're putting this, they're putting this together for you guys and saying, like, are you guys giving them a lot of input? Because they're they're very much. Um, when I when I've gone down there, they're very much interested in Sodic um, catering or creating it for the customer. Correct. So they want to know what you're looking for right. when they're making a whiskey for you, because this is going to be when you guys finish the distillery, you're basically going to say, okay, we're, we're moving this over to the distillery. We're going to make it the same way. Correct. We're going to use the same mash bill. We're going to do all the same stuff. Right. So we're, we're going to stay authentic. We're going to stay exactly what we said we're going to do. We're okay. Gonna stay with this. All right. So, um, 87 proof. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Age, age four years. Age four years. I and mean, a straight ride only has to be uh, two, two so, years. So you're Absolutely. good. Absolutely. You're uh, good. So you're, two, you're doubled it up. Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, that's what the difference is. I, In my opinion, the difference is the actual, the extra additional year makes it a little bit sweeter, less burn. I like that a lot. What do you guys think? You guys like that one? I think that, you know, and again, at a, at a $50 price tag, this is, this is, Right in line with what you should be, eighty-seven proof. I think you're getting enough. You get that rise giving off some spice. It's definitely, it's it's not a hot, it's not a hot whiskey. This is no, definitely it's not something. A burn. Right, right. It's not. It's warm. Yeah, but yet there's all kinds of flavors. All I mean, and then also that's the one that goes with the cocktails. Right. So that's the one that uh, takes care of all the issues. Uh, I can get my wife to drink it now, even though you know she doesn't like the bourbon smell. But if she, she, she we, Somebody, are you we, forcing her to drink bourbon? No, 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 no. no, no. All right. I would never I just do that. Make sure. No, just that's not sure. what we're about. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Uh, 
So she like like a lot of the women. Because my wife south. used to love the smell of it, but didn't like the taste. Wow. Right. And, okay. and so y'all, but she hasn't but, tried horse bourbon. No, she hasn't not tried yet. It but she but she does like bourbon now. Oh wow. She she does like bourbon now. So it's it's one of those type of things. When somebody says to me, I don't like whiskey. Okay. I said you've tried them all. No. Because exactly. they run the gamut. You're There's right. such a big change in anything you do so like two years ago it's so different now than it was two years ago and look at the number of bourbons and whiskeys out there now versus two years ago three years ago that's right and it's tough for like consumers to actually filter through and get what they like we do a lot of stuff here like like this education today and everybody's getting to try this we do a lot of stuff here try before you buy it's awesome. So that you know the answer before. So horse soldier, like you there, you got 40 people in front of you right now, all trying this whiskey. You'll have, you'll have, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. You'll have Thank more you that will do this. Thanks you guys for sh- coming tonight. Thank you for your time. Yeah. It's more valuable than people think. Yeah, exactly. And this is a lovely, a lovely whiskey. It's, it's, it, what I like to say is it, 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 it's, it warms the fire, but doesn't choke the chimney. There you go. That's so, fantastic. Uh, so, it's such a pretty liquid that we decorate our 17,000 square foot restaurant in St. Petersburg with this. It's going up and down the wall, 30 foot, 40 foot walls. It's beautiful. Well, I got to come see you because I go down to Florida. My daughter's at Rollins down at school down there. And I got another daughter going down there. I got to go down and see you guys. If you have ever been, if you ever want to go to a nice restaurant, five star, the food is fantastic. It's an event. It's not just a meal. It's a super, (laughs) when you go there, just say Steve invited you. Well, that ain't going to get you in the way back. They'll put you in the way. (laughs) That will not get you anything, of course. However, yeah, yeah, they'll they'll just say, okay, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, let me remind him to thank you. What I want you to say is, I heard Jerry can take you to the team room, and Jerry will. So I'm trying to push off this on Jerry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's the guy that gives the the tours of the team room, which is a lot of uh special things that uh, we all hold dear to our heart. But this is part of like this is part of your whole thing. You guys are all uh, green berets, right? Yes, sir. And, you know, this is part of your thing is like you will go to to bat for anybody, any of your guys. Yes, of course. Right. Right. But but you'll be the first one that will rib them to no end <laughs> and, and like get them in trouble like this, like you're doing right now. <laughs> that was it's love. Setting, yeah. It's <laughs> setting him up that they're going to all ask for this now. So and I know three of them that will actually go down and ask. We're going to we're going to pick on you on your deathbed. That's right. I exactly. promise you. And but you know it will be with love because we right. don't let you get away with anything. It, right. It, it, which keeps the knife sharp. Right. You you are so worried about being late to a meeting because one, you'll get you'll be the one that gets the volunteer detail. Because <laughs> you're not there. Whoever's not there gets it. We gets know that, right? right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, but uh, it's we know it's love, it keeps you sharp. Um, we pick on everybody for everything. Um I I I started to say a couple of things that already happened. This trip, I, I I don't want to put that out there yet until I get there. Okay, but uh, no, we will we will rip you. Uh, I don't want to say all that. <laughs> See, now you, I'm getting I'm getting you in trouble. Absolutely, no, I'll awesome. get myself in trouble okay. if I open my mouth. Uh, but no, it's it is love. It, it's love. Uh, we hold each other accountable. We will die for each other. We would have died for each other. Yep. Um, we're putting the same blood, sweat, and tears in this juice. Uh, we are working really hard. There's only five of us that are going around that are originally or so soldiers uh signing bottles and doing this and um believe me if i could i would i'm i'm only 50 i'll be 59 in a couple of months and it does take a toll on you traveling oh yeah two weeks a month it, it yeah. takes a toll and then you got mama's the commander back home you gotta keep her happy too that's right 
but uh but you know that's that's a that's a really good question too about that too is like okay 9-11 happens anybody who was anybody in the military was like i, I want to go right absolutely you guys were really sort of like the first boot you you like 12 of you with like the first boots on the ground in Afghanistan actually and honestly yes yeah yes. but how do you like the 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 thing the toll on your family has to be because are they you know it's a tough thing to say goodbye to you guys knowing where you're going and they have to stay home and, and, and deal with everything else right absolutely. so that you can go do with it they take over you the can't command. do what you do without them correct well, you, you, you always look at, you see a strong man and who's going to be beside him. Yeah. A strong woman. Yeah. Cause yeah. that, that's to me is, you know, we, we, we see all these things and we'll see him like, you know, portrayed out. I mean, uh, 12 strong was, was the, was the Hollywood version of what you guys Based actually did. Yes. But, but that's always the most interesting part is always the human element, the relationships between people and not actually the other, the other stuff is there of course, and it's right. ways on you and stuff like that. But the real story is always the interpersonal relationships that you guys have with each other, that you have with your family. And, you know, I'm going to go do this, but I want to I want to come home. Right. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I, I want to. We come have home. an obligation. Right. You're a dad. Right. You're a son. You're a brother. Oh, yeah. We will. And we all said that we're all coming back, even though uh, prior to even going into mission isolation, the commander would always tell us, hey, by the way, there's a hundred thousand dollar bounty on your body. Fifty thousand really? dollar body bounty on your uniform. So if any if any of you get caught, right? And and keep in mind now, I was thirty seven when I went in. I had fifteen years in, right? Thirty seven years old. So that's kind of old to be a soldier, if you will. However, hopefully with experience, you learn to be smarter. Um, Work harder, not smart. Or smarter, not smarter, harder. Right? harder. There you go. That's why I always get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working too hard. Yeah. Uh, we had a 26 and 27-year-old on our team, but right. uh, most of us were about 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. Um, but uh, we knew that we were coming coming back. We knew that we were going to do whatever it took to come back. Um, again, we were – we there was more emphasis put on what's going to happen to us, and eighty uh, percent of us were expected to be lost. Really? Yes. I mean, that's and, and they're telling you that going in, though. Yes, that's from that's the, they're telling you just going in. Statistically, this is what's going to happen. Right. Statistics don't lie, except when they lie. Exactly. They prove them absolutely, wrong. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's that's amazing. A lot of luck in a malnourished horse, you're good to go. And that's that's also part of this thing. Like, you know, we the horse soldier part of it, too, is like these were not like, you know, everybody thinks, oh, they're on horse. These aren't like the horses that like you see on the farm around here or, you know, racing in the Kentucky Derby to, to, to talk about Kentucky or anything like that. These are like are these are these like these like some places you're going to, they can barely feed themselves and then you have to feed the horse. These are like uh, animals. You went to the Humane Society and, and they told, were and told on them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and <laughs> well, he, now. So after about uh, see, we were on the ground for two or three hours, took off on the horses. So about. The first three weeks. We were up at altitude 5000 and higher us. My, myself. So that's an acclimation you guys got to do, too, right? Yes, but yeah, we didn't. It's worried about bullets more than anything else. Okay. But, uh, All right. <laughs> bullets and mines uh, and then tanks and other things. But uh, so at 5,000 feet, you start losing all your grass and all your trees over there. Okay. So what do you do? Right. How do you feed? Well, the first 12 hour horse ride that I got to uh, endure 
uh, it was, we had no water for the horses. Okay. The, the Northern Line soldiers had no water. They didn't carry water. Yeah. I had two quarts. So I was good. All right. No food. That's really not enough water, even two quarts. No, not it? at all. No. Not at all. But we were hoping to get resupplied every 72 yeah. hours. All right. That was, that's the mission, 72 okay. hours. So if you can make it, we had one MRE a day, one meals ready to eat yeah. a day, which uh, we lost. I lost 11 pounds. I think Vince lost about 23 pounds. And Will Skinny now, he lost, I think he lost about 10 or 11 pounds. The okay. average was about 11 to 20 pounds, depending on how big you were. Mm -hmm. But uh, once you reach about 5,000 feet, there's no more grass trees so there's no firewood to keep you warm there's no grass to feed the animals they can't even graze well one right, when you stop well right. one now remember now there's they don't have pasture it's called minefields <laughs> how are you gonna send the horse out it, even if exactly you so you, if you, you send them out you'll have hamburger come back at you to pieces and, yeah. and i know that sounds brutal but it, it it's it it's is true brutal. it is but true. it's true it's true and those mines are they're more sensitive now than they were before because they're degrading, are I they think degrading, or is it because rusting, what rusting? Yeah, absolutely, okay. and oxidation is going to tear up. It's, yeah, tears up everything. But uh, so when they rode up, the first twenty or thirty horses rode up, and General Dawson said, "Hey, I'd like to take two, And Mark agreed with them. I'd like to take three, and then who are we going to go? Steve, Bill, Andy, you three get on horses and go with them. Literally, okay. that's how it happened. Just like that. I just got done speaking with my counterpart, Mike Spann, in the CIA. Right. We did some things together. Uh, he answered my questions. I answered his. We got on a horse and left. Now, we had been on the ground all of maybe four or five hours. Yeah. Met with CIA, conducted business, and here comes General Dostum. So they roll up on 20, 30 horses. Each one of the horses had a soldier on them. So three of those soldiers had to get off their horses right. and walk, walk behind the three Americans that jumped on their horse that's killing their horse now because right. Andy was probably 240 and then he had his belt on. Right. So it, it, it there's a huge difference between a 145 pound guy and right. a 250 pound guy with all his gear. Right. And the animals letting you know that every time he steps, like, right. uh, uh, I mean, they are straining. What was, what was going through your, like what was going through your mind when you land and you, and they say like, okay, we're going to have to get on horses and we're going to have to do this. These guys are going to get off. Like, but what's, what's goes through your head when this is happening? Okay. So you just accept it. Cause if you really, really, really never ridden a horse before, never in my life. Yeah. That's not that's the, true. I'll yeah. But that's it. not, that's uh, not an, a pleasant experience no, on a, no. on the best of days to get on a horse that you've never ridden. Like you've, if you've never ridden, you don't know how to sit right. You, you know, well, he'll, well, I took your horse and yeah. now you're walking behind and me. Behind me and now I'm sick at you. And, and you're exactly, yeah, exactly. You're, you're giving me attitude. Right. And you're, but Keep in mind that you're going to be the younger of the soldiers, right? You know, the, right. Yeah, the old guys are going to walk. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And then now you're walking behind me, carrying the bag, <laughs> literally carrying the bag. Uh, yeah. you, I don't know if you've heard the story, but literally there's a bag they carry and they pick up the horse manure. They burn it. Well, when we get up to altitude, they put it in a cave and they dry it out. Yeah. And we cook on it and we stay warm. Yeah. With it. yeah you burn because it. There's no wood and whatever. If we can bring wood up, right. If there's enough horses. Yeah, wood and then hay for the horses or grain. Yeah, then it's carried up. We were up there for the whole first three weeks. So okay. everything we had was was with horse you. manure. Exactly, was with you. There was no resupplies this, other yeah. than from the air. And the first drop we got, the second drop we didn't. Really? So we lost. We we didn't eat food for seven days. We didn't eat for seven days because 
But how many calories you guys burn? You got to be burning a ton of calories too. Well, and it's freezing cold up there, right? Yeah. But that and that will burn a ton of calories. And and that leads me to my other story. As uh, it, it was so cold, it first started snowing. Well, the snow's okay because you could. I wrapped up in a sleeping bag. All right, excuse me. I lost my sleeping bag earlier because we had gotten. Uh, there was a large uh, body of the bad guys coming at us. We had to get up and get out of there. So we took off. Well, my, one of my sleeping bags was one of the casualties, or my sleeping bag was a casualty, and we took off and got up higher. Well, Steve needs to sleep too. Right. So I, there was a parachute there. I just rolled up in it like a cocoon and I made do. Well, then it started raining after about two days of snowing, it started raining and this silk parachute absorbs all that water. Yeah. So I'm freezing to death on the third day. I was it. It was it. I was no more. You ain't going to get me on a horse. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off at that time. And I'm walking around starting at the top of the hill, going down, spiraling down. And I found a nice little, uh, opening in the side of the hill and the heat was coming out of it. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going in there because th they're either cooking or they're on guard duty or they're doing something. There's a fire. Something's right. Warm. Something's warm. Some, you know, they got HVAC in there. So I go in there. <laughs> so I, so I go in there and it's just a, a, a round room, you know, maybe a 10, eight by eight at, at the most. And, and the floor is just warm. And I'm like, okay, I'm so tired and cold. I don't care. So I just laid down in it and it was a horse manure cave. <laughs> you think it's funny people no i don't think it's don't. i only think it's funny because it's 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 ironically funny <laughs> well it saved my life uh yeah my buddies were mad at me the next day because they had been looking for me for about two hours oh geez. well because we were always when we went to sleep we always tried not to sleep together of course at right. the same time right however though after a 12-hour horse ride what happens to you you're you're dead yeah you had to trust the system that and hope that these guys were on our side Right. And you had never met any of these guys. You'd like to are here. I've never met any of these guys. And you you hope that they don't want your horse or your gun more than you want it. Right. And so I fell asleep and I slept like a baby and they're waking me up. They're all like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Where you been? I'm like, I was sleeping. And I'm like, oh, stretching out because it's the first time I actually got sleep. Sleep. And then we what we ended up doing is we grabbed all that horse manure, pulled it out. And that became our cave. We lived in that until we went down to elevation, down to the bottom of the valley. That's insane. No, it was great. <laughs> I'm telling you right Another now. Another person's insanity. You don't care right. about things. Right. Like, yeah, it's it's called survival. Right. It's you don't waste water. You don't waste a drop of water. You don't right. waste any heat. Don't. I mean, we literally once it started raining again and then it started snowing again, we put our rucksacks against the hole and tried to cover it up as much as possible. So our body heats warmed up the area. So we we were actually able to survive comfortably so you have all this stuff and then you're also traveling with these guys and going in and training them and doing all this other stuff at the same time everything's working at the same time wow as much as you can uh as much as you can do without exhausting yourself to where you couldn't fight you still had to be able to fight at the end of the day you well, still had to be able to do whatever had whatever obstacle was in front of you you had to deal with it it's not right. it's not what i can do as a green beret it's what i will do how far will i go to accomplish the mission right people think well green beret is supposed to be a tough guy well i there's ways to be tough right i don't have to be tough right this second right i could be tough tomorrow morning when you're not expecting it <laughs> right. it, it, it sounds silly, no but i know it, it's, I, it's, I, yeah. it's the imagination it's the uh intestinal fortitude it's the drive to never quit if there was only one of us left we'd still accomplish the mission and what was the what was the what was the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal was to get these guys so proficient that you would go into like a bigger, like a not a city, but like a a bigger village that would 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 be strategically important. 
so the 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 biggest goal was he who com- controlled the blue mosque in Mazar Sharif. Okay, was the controller of Afghanistan. All right. So General Dostum said, if he can get there, all right. the other generals will let him take over and be the number one man. Okay. So we were in a race against the other generals also to get to Mazar Sharif. So we <laughs> absolutely. But so while you're doing this, you're doing this, and you're, you're with this general. There's other factions, right? For, for uh, of that, us, of, of you guys, of three man teams. Oh, really? So they're all trying to do the same thing. Uh, it d- depends on, um, like, here you go. Let's train all you guys to get on a horse and charge a T fifty five tank. What are you gonna do? You're crazy. <laughs> no, well, you it, if the T fifty five tank's coming, that's at right. You, what are you gonna do? Right. You, if, if you they, run from it, he's gonna get you. Get you right. So it's best to run at it. Right. Because he's not going to tank, and he's got to, he's got to, yeah, right. and it's, it's a can't shoot tank. all of us type yeah. thing. He don't have lasers. He don't yeah. have anything like we have now. Okay, where you can pick up movement. The computer grabs it, hold of it, puts a lock on it, and yes, but yes. Uh, it you you don't train to tank a tank on though. You you don't. I would never train these guys to take a tank. I would tell stay <laughs> barrier, dig a hole, go into the caves because right the tank can come over and get you. But uh, so you have to understand um, our mission. Us three were up on top of this hill watching the bulk volley and any Taliban with any mechanized vehicles, a- anything from a bicycle to a, uh, a semi-trailer with fuel, we would sit up there and we would call in planes and bomb them. Okay. Uh, Mark and Vince and Will, they were in different elements. We were all in three-man elements. Oh, okay. So I had to listen to you in a firefight five okay. miles away, and I couldn't do anything for you but just listen and pray that you were going to okay. come out okay. Um, Mark and, uh, the other teams were pushing up, going North towards Maza Sharif. And now keep in mind, you're not always moving every day. Right. And then some days you're moving back because they have 5,000 and you only have a thousand. You don't. Well, uh, yeah, but that's the thing is, I don't think everybody understands is the Taliban, the Taliban had how many, like, like. 50,000? Uh, abs- uh, I don't think it was 50,000. But, but they had like this great amount. Yes. Meanwhile, you're working with this frac- faction <laughs> that only has what? A thousand? A couple, I, I, couple hundred? What, what, well, what are we, we heard about? numbers like 20,000, but uh, we've never seen. you never seen 20,000? I've ever seen 5,000, to be honest. Really? You. I mean, I never, I would never take the time to count, but. Uh, yeah, you, you can never, tell. Yeah, you can tell. I'd, I'd say a couple hundred most of the time. We had usually. Uh, 20, 30 to up to 100, 150 around us sometimes, depending on the mission, depending right. on the village size, whatnot. But we would uh, literally watch our guys take a small little village, and I'd be up here in the Overwatch position because we want to. I want to train them. I want to be a. Fo- I'm a force multiplier again. Right. I, I teach you, you teach them. Gem, you go it on. goes on and on and so forth. Absolutely. And so on. It, while other guys are doing stuff five miles away, trying making headway the same way. Okay. And General Dawson stayed over there for a while. And uh, so were these all his guys, though, uh, this they were all general? Northern Alliance. Were, okay, they, were right. they General Dawson specifically? Uh, do they come from Uzbekistan right. with him? We don't know that. Don't know. Okay. A lot of them were local villages. So as we were moving north, we would lose 10 or 15 guys. Like we wake up the next they morning. They would just be gone. Yeah, absolutely. And they were farmers, farmers right? I mean, we just liberated like... their village. Right. And so guess what? He gets to go home and see his wife and his kids that he hadn't seen in two years. Right. Like our interpreter. Uh, Makhdoom, he was our uh, Afghani leprechaun. He looked just like a leprechaun, but he was Afghani. <laughs> loved him to death. Guy was a great guy. Hadn't seen his family in five years. And when we wow. when we got close to the Mazar Sharif, 
he knew that his family was just around the corner and, and we couldn't stop him from crying and it was killing us. It was killing us because you, it doesn't matter how educated, ignorant uh, you are. If you're a soldier and you're shooting beside me, you're my brother, period. Right. No matter what. And when I see my brother start crying, cause I know he's hadn't seen his wife and his children for five years. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. I can't even. I can't. I can't even. It's I, it's hard to go away now for a week. Yeah. Cause I got read me. I this is my second marriage, and I said I'm never gonna miss anniversaries anymore, birthdays anymore, and I'm not. Knock on wood. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, we'll take it. Not, I mean, uh, that's uh, right there. Yeah, get that. There you go. Yes. Uh, hopefully, I won't. Um, but uh, what you when you see your brother crying, and and you see these guys for the first time, they haven't seen their family in years, and. You know, the kids are 25 years old. They, they look like they're 40, but they still haven't seen their family in four years. And you could see the the change of the body of this guy just just melt because he's about to go see his wife around the corner. It's like, oh, and sometimes it was tough. Wow. But you have to, like I always tell you, you have to cherish all the victories, all the small good things that happen. You really have to focus on them and, and cherish them because there's always going to be bad things that happen. And you don't dwell on those. Right. And I think that's part of why we uh, Green Berets do well, because one, there were seasoned troops. We come from different backgrounds, but we do the we know the culture. Uh, a lot of us spoke Arabic. Uh, Vince and I spoke Arabic. Wow. Which is not easy to speak. But however, when we landed there, they speak. They spoke six different right. dialects yeah. of Arabic. I was a modern standard Arabic, which is like an Egyptian area. OK. A formal dry yeah. Arabic, whereas they like gang talking. It, right. Like, You're coming you know. and speaking like the Queen's English, you know, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, well so, we have the high tea yeah. and realizes like, hey, what do you guys yeah. want? Right. Yeah, absolutely. It, and they could tell right. They know right away that but you're not, they, right. as soon as they saw us, they were, you know, you could tell. And usually it's the case over there and in most of those countries. They see you and the, they've never seen you, but they've seen MTV from the 80s. Right. They're watching Thriller on MTV. And that's what they have. I'm not right. kidding. I mean, no, no. I, I... when we uh, hooked up our satellite, Shakira's first song video was on there. And I don't know why it kept playing all day long. And that's the only reason you know why it was a significant event. Right. We had a Pepsi can smash Pepsi can satellite that was getting a signal signal. Yeah, absolutely. It was one of theirs and it worked. Yeah. And uh, so silly little things like that. You, you hold on to, you make but fun even of just for you, even just for you, you know, I mean, you come home and, and, you know, you see like, you know, I mean, we're talking today, we have like, you know, we have a computer that's like being taken around in our hands. Right. Right. And you see like, you know, you, you want to go to, you want to go get something to eat. You can go get something. To eat. You want to go to the bathroom. You can go to the bathroom. Right. You want to go to sleep. You can go to sleep. And then you see like this sort of, like you said, it was like the, the, the Jetsons versus the Flintstones. And, and the, these, these people don't even know what you're coming from. Correct. They, I, I guess maybe that's why they see us as arrogant or, or you know, the ugly American, because we're so used to having everything at our disposal here in this country. Right. You, and, and now you push button and it comes tomorrow. It comes the next day, right. whatever you want. Right. Just like that. And over there, uh, they still have wooden wheels, hold carts, carts by and stuff like that. Yeah. And Moses was there yesterday. It's literally looks like that. It doesn't, it does the, the, uh, Moses, the movie, it, it looks the same. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mazar Sharif was okay, but Kabul, right. Kabul was a 
somewhat uh, I want not really a modern city no, though, but no, like no. but like maybe yes and like I don't know still a fifth world country right, right? So it's 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 uh, most of what's built there the infrastructure is Russian built right mostly surrounded by a, uh, or would be around a fertilizer plant it's which we still get a lot of fertilizer from from, from right. yeah yeah absolutely wow this is well um we we've uh, talked a, a, an awful lot I I figured we would drink some more whiskey Anybody want to drink some more whiskey? Because we, because we can, because <laughs> we can. All right. So the se- the next whiskey that we have is the small batch bourbon, right? Absolutely. This is ninety five percent. This is a different, but this is a different mash bill than the first one too. It's a wheat changing. It's a sweeter one. So you right you now. So, so now we're into doing corn. Next ingredients a wheat, wheat, and we call it a weeder. Is right. Weeder is sweeter. sweeter. But you know what I find about wheat too is uh takes on the barrel characteristic a little bit more, a little quicker. Yeah. And there's a different mouthfeel to wheat whiskey. Um, you know, even to wheated bourbons. It gets out of a more almost like a, a fuller, a more viscous a mouthfeel to it. So everybody want to try number two. 95 proof. 95. The nose is great on it. Now, what do you know? What like do you know how much like what the years that they're like mixing together to get this, or like how old these are? I'm not an ageist. I just wanted to taste good. I don't really care, but but I want to, you know. No, but I'm just out of five to seven, five to seven years in there. Yeah, because it always depl- if you if you pop a barrel mm-hmm. and, it, and it's not where you want it to be, what do you do? You just leave it in. Exactly. Yeah, you know. No. Well, I know the guys there are doing, but you oh. you guys are coming in saying like, listen, we want now we're looking for this. Right. Now we want this. We're looking for that sweet wheat. Wheat. We're looking for something that's got Absolutely. that little more of those caramels, more a little bit of that wood tone to it, too. The little vanilla in this, too, which I can taste right away. And, and what you're talking about right there is what we did when you go through a tour of one of the distilleries. They take you through the Rick houses and they they pop a couple barrels and, and they'll tell you the age. Yeah. And, and, and what proof it is. And it, it's. Literally, when a barrel's right next to each other, that usually they turn out to be similar in what in proof and and, and flavor right. and color. Sometimes it's not the case. No, not. We did we did one uh, years ago. We actually had uh, this was with a different distillery. We had we had uh, two barrels. One was called uh, Funk and Soul, and there were two sister barrels, and they were next to each other. And one was like the epitome of that distillery. It's what you're really? looking for from that distillery. And the other one was just as good, but totally different and we call it, it was just funky it just had different <laughs> flavors going on not nothing bad or anything like that and matter of fact guys who bought it half of them liked one better than the other which just you know it's wow. personal opinion but right right but to your point sitting right next to each other right same same distillation same light everything's same the same temperature same right? moisture the level. only difference is the barrel and the barrel's going to give that character that the other one has it and right. it can be totally different yeah, absolutely. Ninety-five proof. It's uh, it, it's uh, t- like today. I think we sold, we sold more small batch. I think today than we did. Uh, well, I pushed the straight. I like this. You like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You like the the. It, but well, people that never had bourbon, or, yeah. or or haven't tried it, a lot of times they go to the straight. It's it's sweet. It's smooth. It's there's not yeah, a burn. But, but, you but, know, like we did we did bourbons weeders. We call them weeders. Yeah. That's I mean. Look at the brands that that have taken off on that. You know, you got like Maker's Mark, you got, you know, you got Weller, you got, you know, you got Pappy Van Winkle, you got all these, all these ones that they, that's a really popular flavor component to do the wheat. Right. And stuff like that. And this is a good example of that, you know? 
usually everybody usually if you walk up and you try one of these three someone will find one of the three that they like enough to buy them yeah if we if because a lot of people are like hey i'm in here to get wine i'm 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 on a mission i gotta get out of here and i understand that but uh, if we can talk them into the table right and to taste it usually they'll find you just, one steve you just go gotcha <laughs> no 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 and we don't we, we don't want you to ever do anything that's gonna hurt your family no, or, your, no, no. or your checkbook but uh at the same time, we do want to uh, expose you to what we made here. We we think we did a pretty good job. We think all three expressions are double gold. Yeah, San Francisco. Yep. San mean, Francisco's uh, a good one. Yeah. That's a good one to get. <laughs> San Francisco double one. gold. People don't understand. If you add a, just a, I, I, I'm going to say this now, but they already yeah. drank it. But I'm going to say it anyways. If you had just a drop of water to this this one here, there's a lot of other flavors that start popping out on this. Um, that you can try. Oh, thank you very much. Um, that you can get to. Um. You can add a couple of drops. We we call the Randall Bird method. You actually drink water. This is how you do it, Steve. You drink water. <laughs> you swallow. You still have water in your mouth, and then drink it. That way, you don't add water to your sample. You let that coat your mouth. Changes the flavor. Changes flavor the flavor, profile. right? Right. I never so, knew that either. Yeah. Two drops. Just two drops. Could two make. drops you can do, but you can not. But if you don't like, especially when you're working with samples, a lot of times you don't want to change the ABV in the sample because you might want to go back to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you, you, you drink the water and then try it. That gives you the side of the same result. We'll pour you another sample if we need to. No, well, we'll do that. If we have, right. to. we're here for you. Yeah. Well, these guys, so, so sometimes we have eight samples. So like, well, we have three today. We do. We do observe. We, we keep an eye on. People. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. We always want to make sure everybody gets home safe. We do sound. them right. That's we, right. Yeah, absolutely. So, how long were you in how long was your tour in Afghanistan that you guys were doing this whole thing? And did you ever reach your goal? So, yes, absolutely. We always reach our goal. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry. I just uh, I don't know how to quit. Make it, <laughs> I, I guess I'm a dummy like that. But uh, we it's the fortitude you get. Well, like you're, you're, this is all the stuff. There's right? seven of my family and mother raised survivors. No matter what, uh, doesn't mm-hmm. matter how bad you fall. It's how how you get up and stay up. Right. And uh, we were there. Oh, <laughs> uh, God bless her, too. She's awesome. Um, but uh, we were there, what, two months? October? No, we were more than that. Two, two and a half, three months? Yeah. Came on, mid, came on mid-January. Do your okay. math. 19 October to, no, we were there. <laughs> it was, you had such a good time, you lost track. Well, that time wasn't an but issue. But it's the time's well, okay. not an issue. It's so the day, days that just the melt command, into one. The right? command expected us a, to be there a year okay. to accomplish the mission. And how long were you there? Uh, five yeah. five weeks in the, in, the, in, the, in the box. That's called getting it done, right? Well, it's called a lot of luck <laughs> and a lot of things yeah. working your way. And then uh, the Air Force and Navy, uh, Marines, everybody's supporting us. Yeah. We got a lot of support. You know, every what every one guy, there's a hundred and something support people. Right. And you'll and you'll take that support and you and you'll support those guys except for this Saturday. Isn't this the Army no, Navy this game? This Saturday. Isn't that the Army Navy game? There's always an enemy on the field. Okay. <laughs> you respect them by killing them. That's right. Uh, in this case, defeating them. Defeating them. Yes. yes. And and that's how you respect them. Right. Right. They so, wouldn't want it any other way. It's exactly they they would not want you to lay down. That's no right. way, because then they have to live with that. That, that. I wouldn't want that either. Don't surrender. But, <laughs> but you're I'm, there, you're there, you accomplish your goal, what you set out to do. 
um, in a shorter period of time with basically how many guys went in? How many, how many of there were you? 12 teams, uh, five teams. Yeah. Uh, first two teams went in two 12 man teams. And then we ended up with five ODAs or five okay. 12 man teams. Okay. So, All working together towards the same. So each goal. one of us had a, a general or a warlord. Yeah. And we were trying to, uh, that's going to be different for you though. Right. I mean, we sort of don't operate that sort of same way. It's it's, I mean, I know he's a general, but he's not, he's not like our, you know, pretty much like our generals in, in, in our structure. Right. 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 These are like, these he, are, he war, gets these are warlords he gets lords, he and shoots, he's there and he shoots and he's there. Yes. Right. So and that had to be sort of different for you too. It's sort of, under that, or do you just look at him as another well, you, commander, you know, or whatever? No. So when you go through the training, uh, Robin Sage is our, our our culminating event in the Green Beret School. Yeah. You actually, you live, you, you do that mission. So we literally, uh, we not wrote the book, but we, uh, how do you say that? That was the exact same mission that you do as a Green Beret at the end of the school to get oh, your last final really? go so to become a Green Beret. Right. So it's unconventional warfare, right. working with the indigenous right. to accomplish a common goal or a help you get your goal while we, of course, we're going to get our goal. Right. Just like every other place we've been. We'll use you to get your goal while getting our goal. Okay. Or so it's working toward a common, common goals. Mostly common. Yeah, mostly yes. common. Mostly common. Well, we always have our agenda too. Right. Absolutely. There's always, there's always, you know, we're going to establish commerce afterwards, right? Right. So, yeah. At some point in time, you got to tone it down and become mm -hmm. diplomatic. And then you look at it as a business perspective or from a business perspective. So what was your, like, you, after being there, even for just that sort of, of time, coming home after that has to be, a, a, again, almost like another culture shock for you. You were talking about your friend who was the interpreter, you know, him seeing his family. I mean, that's a long time, five years. I, I don't know how we, I don't know. That's any, World War II I thing. don't know. I don't know how anybody does that, Um, you know, and waiting that long to see that. But even you coming back, you know, having lived, I mean, Steve, you were living in a cave that had a horse dung in it. And I, it would be nice about it to stay warm. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're coming back on a seven, you know, 727 oh, flying no, no, home no, or no, whatever. No. We had to hitchhike back. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> So, right. So we don't, there's no presidential. No, but this, like, no, you got we, it, right? No, no civilian clothes. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, nothing. We have to commandeer planes to come back. <laughs> so that's a mission in itself. We went to Germany for a couple of days, found some aircraft and made it home at two in the morning, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Man. And so the, the connection of you guys being in Kentucky sort of like works right into the at bourbon too, right? Cumberland was, River. Yeah. Doing a re, uh, water, yeah. water ops. So that's where you'd be, you'd be actually training in Kentucky. Absolutely. So we were on the Cumberland River yeah. during a recon when the towers fell. Mm -hmm. We bought 227 acres. Now I think it's 260 acres of a abandoned golf course on the Cumberland River where it expands out, becomes a Cumberland Lake. Yeah. So we're still connected. Yeah. Everything goes, it's, it's, everything goes back Circular. around. Everything. Everything from new, from ground zero. So what was, what's the Florida connection? How do you end up? How do you guys end up in Florida then? St. Petersburg. Uh, yeah, well, how do you end up in St. Petersburg then? Uh, Coco, uh, John Coco, our CEO. Yeah, uh, was living there, and uh, they opened that restaurant. The what the week COVID started, I think it was. Oh, great! It's perfect timing. Absolutely, <laughs> and, and 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 guess what? We did well. 
Yeah, they we, we obviously didn't open up the way they wanted to. Right, right. right. However, uh, it's you adapt. You guys well, are so used to adapting. You just adapt. Well, I, I I'd like to say that. Yeah, I don't know. My wife will say that. Yeah, but I, I like to say that. <laughs> no, but uh, it's a five star restaurant. It's a seventeen thousand square foot beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Okay, it, it's a, it's a an event. It's a it's like going to in a hibachi restaurant where they make a lot of noise. Yeah. Have a prepare bit, your food in front of you absolutely. type thing. It's it's a but it's much nicer. Beautiful, be- massive fireplace. It's a wedding venue now. Okay, we're, we're open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday brunch only. Okay, um, I think there was a wedding last Friday, and talk about some beautiful pictures. It, That's it's awesome. it, it's uh, it's a fantastic place. Well, I tell you what, I don't think you'll have anybody go in there and and come out without talking about it for a couple hours. And telling people about, but this it. is where you're going to build the distillery, though. No, 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 distilleries in Somerset, Kentucky. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I was confused. I thought I'm you sorry. guys were building it. I I'm good at confusing it. people. Uh, good, okay. good, good, good. That's that's part of the plan, as long right? As I get so, you to do what I want you that's to do. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh, we so we built that. We bought that land in uh, Somerset, Kentucky. Okay, so you're going to be there. Absolutely. Okay, that's Lasky County, be. and uh, we're right on that lake. Uh, we've already we already broke ground at 21. Okay, we bought some. Uh, adjacent uh, pieces of property to do the couple of things we want to do, but uh, we are set to open up in July 4th of 2026. We're very proud of that. Hopefully all the horse soldiers can be there and families. Yeah. We want it to be as big as we we're hoping it to be. We think it will be because it's, we will have the, obviously the most modern uh, distillery on the bourbon trail. And by okay. the way, the bourbon trail approached us and. Oh, asked I us if we want, well, I, yeah, but I mean, that's a, yeah. Badge of, I mean, come on. There's a lot of history there. Oh, absolutely. To be, that's like uh, making uh, the, what the Grand, Grand Ole Opry. I mean, you don't, yeah. just because you're a country singer, don't mean you're going to, that's right, get invited. But uh, for them to approach us even before it's done. But I think, I think that's, it's, I think that, listen, I love that. I love that they're doing that and you're going to be part of that because I think that's, that's fantastic. But it's also one of those type of things, you know, you're, you're going to have um, you, you have great people helping you with the bourbon now. I'm sure you're, they're going to help you get this off the ground. And we're going to do the same thing. Everybody else gonna, does. We're going to we're going to do the juice for everybody else as well. Distill everybody else's too. We're, oh, we're so do, you're going to you're do some contract stuff yourself. Obviously, you have to. You can't. I mean, right. You can only. make. Well, you want to make as much as possible. And correct. You, right. And correct. so. You're going to do this out of the same thing and do custom mash bills and all that type of stuff. And then too. Rick houses cost yep. a lot. When you buy 50,000 barrels at a time, that's yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> you think? A lot of money. You think? Yeah. A lot of you know money. what you're getting into? You know how you make a little bit of money in the, in the whiskey industry? <laughs> How's that? You start with a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, us being military guys, we made a lot of money being in the military you know, <laughs> yeah, we got two percent raises every what four or five years. Well, well, there you go. So we had bank. We were you didn't know what to do with it all. We all had nest eggs. Yeah, we put, yeah. We <laughs> they're now they're now part. They're now on the Cumberland River. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely, they are. They're, That's where the nest egg in, is in the now. form of metal, copper. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, copper, copper is pretty good. Good metal to invest in. I think yeah, it'll be all right. I think so. I think absolutely. I think yeah. it is. Uh, I, listen, I, I'm I'm very excited about uh, about the whole concept. Um, you know, I think I think the thing is is that you know we see a lot of things that come down the pike, and um, you know people like to make a, a really cool name, and then they 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 buy some juice, and then they they put it all out there, and there's a lot of like you know there's a lot of smoke and mirrors right. and and all this stuff. But I think you know 
having you guys actually involved with this and actually talking to Barstown is a good, you picked some night, really good guys to, to great, partner up great with people partner up with, and they're going to actually, you know, work to suit you need. So there's, there's substance behind everything. And that's important. It's a, a real good story. story. A good story is a good story to tell, but a genuine story is a better one. Absolutely. And so. it, it's truly, I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's history. It's, it's real history now. Yeah. And, and it, I, I, I'm still in awe when people want my signature. I don't understand it, but uh, I just did my job. And but, but like Scotty said, it's uh, it's 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 real history. It's yeah. a real story. Elizabeth Coco uh, designed a fantastic bottle. Mm -hmm. we, I think I love it. Well, I, I think it, if you walk down the aisle, there are some good looking bottles. I'll, I'll give you that. But it stands out. It's mm -hmm. a good looking bottle. Uh, so many things about it is fantastic. Well done. Um. But uh, with the story, the bottle, and I think all three expressions. But I think it's also something. I think it's also the heart behind it, too. You know what I mean? Like again, it's just not the facade of the bottle and right. and stuff. It, there's real people behind it. There's real people that are working towards a common goal again. Yes. Like you guys, like Authentic. you guys in Af in Afghanistan, you're working towards this common goal, and I think that's really important. I I think we're. Uh, I don't know that we shed as much blood. But I think we, we you'll you'll we, have as much tears probably well, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah before you're done I'm sure that's already happened but yeah. uh, it's uh, <clears throat> we are putting our heart and soul into it uh, we're we're trying to do the best we can by uh, you know we just picked up eleven more states so Great. we're in thirty total states right now excellent I did not know how complicated it was and how each state is so night you know, and it talks day. about warlords and fiefdoms well you we know, have fifty of them in the United States yeah. you know people don't. They don't understand. They don't know. Yeah, when they started, I just uh, it's 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 actually dealing with the the laws and the, and the way everything's. It's dealing with fifty different like countries. Countries, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, to get it done. Dic well, dictators. <laughs> no, that was him that said that. Uh, if you're listening, government, that was that was Steve that said that, not Ryan Maloney. Um, but since we're there, and since and since you're, you're talking about it, let's let's try the barrel strength bourbon. Uh, corn again, the wheat, um, 110 plus is this, uh, varies by batch, right? Right. And this is, this is the last one. This is number three, man. I, I'll tell you what, I, I really like the nose on this one. And this is really, this, this is, this is really nice. Strong, strong with, uh, the flavors, yeah. the, the, Oh, that's that's pretty good there, buddy. Yeah. Correct. Um, yeah, same. This is the same, same mash bill. Same mash bill. But it's straight out of the barrel to the bottle. This one, the, the small batch, we proof it down to 95. Did you do the water? Okay. Are we doing, doing the water? Right we do the water right now. I don't see everybody else. Now they're doing it. We're checking. They're doing, they're doing the random bird method. See them all drinking water and then drinking. Well, yes, sir. Distinction between the number two and number three, which is which is the small batch and the barrel strength, is it's the same mash bill, um, but at a different proof. Well, it's it's as it comes out of the barrel, so each one will so be different. Barrel barrel strength is literally it comes out of the barrel into the bottle, hence the more expensive price. And then the small batches, we proof it down to 95 proof. 
So it might come out of the barrel 120 proof, 117, 114. Absolutely. So the other part of that, too, is you got to remember that they're actually putting together. Both of these are batches. So even on the on this on the barrel strength, they're not changing it, but they're mixing barrels together. Right. So there'll be some that are higher, some that are lower. They're putting them together to get a very specific taste. They are the same mash bill as the small batch. But whatever that comes out to be, they're not changing the ABV. The other one, they're bringing down to 95. Is that is that clear? So well, you you might get a 117.2, a 124, a 110. It just depends on when they throw those barrels together. And I don't think you're not using very big batches either. No, no. That, to do this. A batch has no legal term. <laughs> if you. those of you who uh, attended <laughs> Batch It Crazy, we had a uh, we had a, a seminar on this. Uh, batch <laughs> It Crazy um, with Randall Bird. Um, you know that. There is no legal term for a batch. A batch can be as little as as two barrels put together, right. or as depending on uh, it only has and it say small. It only has to be smaller than your regular batch. When in some cases that can be ten thousand barrels. Okay, I made I made one that's nine thousand barrels instead of ten thousand. That's now a small batch. But these guys are doing it at Bardstown. They're making pretty small batches. I, do, you, do you know by any chance? No, no, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not gonna be. They're not they're not in a big enough production, even at even even with 30 states on this to really throw that many barrels together, you know, to make like this huge batch. So that's why you're going to see variations of of the ABV depending on the batch. So, you know. If you like one, here's here's the same thing. They're always going to go for a certain taste profile, but it will taste different because you're not doing them the same ABV. So. If you see one out there that you like that happened to be at whatever 110 or 112 or whatever it is, you go, wow, I really like that one. Buy another bottle because the next one will not be the same. It'll be a variation and there's always going to be a variation. This is a, this is, we talked about this. This is a product that is built on this a variation. You can try the master blenders will get a very similar flavor profile but it'll never be exact. And when you're the smaller you get and the smaller the batches, it's harder to keep that, 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 um, that sameness through everything. So you'll get more variation in that. He, he speaks the truth about if you find one that you like, if it's barrel strength, you, you better buy it. Cause you, you might be in one side of Boston and go to the other side right, and they, they sold it. One ten over here, one seventeen over here. Right. And the other part is too, is listen, if you, I, I like cat buying cat. I buy a lot of cast strength whiskeys, but I very rarely drink them at cast strength. I usually like stuff between eh, 100 and 110. So if I'm buying 120, I'm usually not going to drink that much. You can, you can drink that, but I'm going to tell you right now, you finish your first half a glass, your mouth is anesthetized. You're <laughs> listening. You're missing flavors. So I like between 100, uh, 100 and 110. So I'll add water to that. Now, I know, I know you're going to say you never add water to whiskey, Ryan. Well, you can add water or they can add water. So that's why this is 87 proof. That's why that's 95. They didn't get there through some magical means. Right. They added water to get there. So if they can add it, you can add it. Which is the industry standard. Right. Everybody does it. Right. And now you can add water and well, think of the think of the cast strength as 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 whiskey concentrate. So you can actually get. We figured this out the other day, Matt. Remember, 
Somebody asked we do uh, 114, and they said, well, I like the 107 version of it. And so, well, if you take a 750 and you add 50 milliliters of water to it, you got a 107. <laughs> so you can do it yourself. Yeah. And basically now you end up with almost 800 milliliters instead of the 750. Bully for you. That's right. Congratulations. Small victory. Small victories. I'll <laughs> take a small victory any day of the week. But, you know, so that's that's an important thing to remember. You, it's your once it leaves our hands, at least this store and you buy it, it's your whiskey. Do whatever you want. Bathe in it. I don't care. It's yours. And don't let and don't let Jim, don't you let Jim or Lisa tell you how you're supposed to drink it. Right. If you like it, listen, I've been drinking with Jimmy Russell, and Jimmy Russell's been is gonna forget more about the making of whiskey and whiskey production than I'm ever gonna know. And if it's hot in the summertime, he fills a glass up with ice and pours bourbon in it. And he drinks it. There's nothing wrong with that. It tastes great. <laughs> so if it tastes good and you like it that way. Then drink it that way, you know. That's right. I'm not going to tell a green beret how he drinks his whiskey. I'm going to tell you that right now. I value my life. I don't know what he he's. I know what he's. I I got a pretty good idea what he's capable with, and even he can't tell me how to drink my whiskey. And I'm certainly not going to tell him. So, um, you know, just think about it that way. Enjoy it the way you like to enjoy it. This is. I think this is a fantastic whiskey. I really like this one. I would, uh, you know, like I said, you can you can play with the the ABV on this because it's a little bit higher, right? But the flavors in this are fantastic, super, yeah, yeah, really, really good. I think you guys are doing a stand up job. Well, I thank you very, thank you very much. Uh, I I think uh, they're all it's a different good. They're yeah. all real. I mean, actually, they're a different great. Uh, obviously, the judges at the San Francisco show thought so too. Uh, winning double gold on all three never happened before. And we That's obviously great. don't have enough money to pay off the judges. Did there. you check into that, Steve? I just want to make sure that you didn't check into that. No, but you're right, though. But but see, but but even though even these are all different enough, of course, the first one's got more rye. It's right, got right. the rye component into it. But, you know, we have people out here that are that are into whiskey. They like you guys like whiskey. Yeah, they like whiskey. So whiskey's very mood orientated. If I'm doing, like you said, I'm making a mixed drink or something like that, I might be using this one. If, uh, you know, it's a really cold day or something like that, I might be drinking the cast strength. You know, if I'm doing something else a little bit, I might be drinking the 95. But it, because they all have enough different flavor in them Correct. that it doesn't matter. And I'm just I'm going to pick the one I like for it might be the one I like for that day. I have two for children. the event. Yeah. Yeah. I have two children. And everybody's always say, do you, is there do you have a favorite? And I say, yes, I do. And they go, which one? I go, depends on the day. Because it does. Every parent will tell you. Well, no, no, I would think. Yeah, no, get it. <laughs> but that's what it is. It's like again, it's your whiskey. This is not supposed to be. This is not supposed to be the chore. This is not going into Afghanistan and working with the locals and and taking villages at a time. This is supposed to be enjoyment. It is, but it, uh, putting it out there. Yeah, well, that's like be, working with the indigenous. Like, yes. Wait a minute, um, Johnny Gill. I think he just called you the indigenous people he has to work with to get his his goal met. But he's 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 a lot worse. He's a lot worse. That's a good guy, right there. Yeah, he is a good guy. Yes, sir. Yeah. How did you come from the military and decide to get into the whiskey business? <clears throat> well, you I... were in the risky business. Now you're in the whiskey business. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well. 
you know, we, we continue to challenge ourselves that everything we do, we mm-hmm. always try to do the best we can do. Um, it started out with Scott, John and Elizabeth going on a horse ride through Yellowstone. And it ended up, they ended up, I believe in the uh, Grand Tetons, one of the oldest distilleries in America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we all agreed that we like drinking. Um, <laughs> we, well, well, how did you I mean, all like, come to that? The, come to that conclusion. So, I believe there needs to be a balance in work and play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you work hard, you sacrifice, you need to play, play hard. hard. Yeah. And uh, we're like, hey, you know, this isn't rocket science. You found out that it actually was. <laughs> well, it, it, it slowly became yeah, rocket right, yeah. science, but not all of it's rocket science. That's yeah, not all of it. A lot of You're it's right. hard work. Yes, absolutely. And, and uh, patience. Mm-hmm. And uh, however, uh, it, it's uh, – I, I believe it was the actual – horse ride through Yellowstone and then hit, hitting the, the Grand Tetons, the oldest distillery. And that sparked the, 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 the fire that said, Hey, we can make our own. Right. And cause I wasn't with John and Coco and I was, I don't know where I was at then. Um, but uh, never getting on a horse again. No, 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 no. And they did get on a horse, but right. they had saddles, real saddles, yeah, they had real saddles uh, and, and God bless them for that. Yeah. I got a tractor. I'll stay on my tractor, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, it, it we we're always looking for the next adventure, right? What's going to provide the next adrenaline rush for us? We're we're jumping in Normandy next this summer. Uh, Great, but uh, again, but going back to the, the 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 whiskey, we all knew that we were too young to retire and just settle down and start grazing. We all want to do something. I, I've been coaching for thirty four years, um, and it started with the when they saw the oldest distillery. It, it was so impressive right? that they're like, Hey, we can do this. And then, and then they started talking with people and people and, and next thing you know, we, we can do this. And then you don't want to get a green beret believing that we could do something regardless of it's been done before or not. Right. It, it's, it's the challenge that we'll accept. And it, that's where it started with John Coco and uh, uh, Scott. How, how did they um, persuade you or convince you that, all the rest of the guys, because there's quite a few of you involved with this now. Five. Five of you the involved. Horse, yeah. Right. How did they convince the rest of you to say, um, come on on? Well, uh, Will is a – well, most of us don't know how to give up. We don't know how to Right, quit. right. Well, Will kept bothering me for the last three years. Like, hey, you need to come on board. You need to come and do this. Well, I, I'm still – my youngest daughter still at home. She's 13 now. Uh-huh. Well, we moved the mother-in-law in the house. So now I have a hall pass. Mom said I could do whatever I want to do because yeah. we have an adult staying there all the time, taking care of my daughter whenever I'm not there. So, uh, will the last reunion that five, nine, five, our ODA had in Fort, uh, Fort Walton beach. He's like, Hey, come on. What are you, what are you doing? What's stopping you now? And he right. didn't know that my mother-in-law had moved in the house. And I looked at my wife and I was like, Hey, we can do this. We don't need the money. Uh, I know how to work. I enjoy working. I enjoy doing great things. And right. and I, I knew it was a great thing, but uh, I didn't know how good it was. And I didn't know that I would like the, the biggest part or the best part is meeting great Americans like you guys right here and, and the veterans. Like, I, I didn't know. You know, I thought the nor- Northeast was like a bunch of Pocahontas. Because because the news that we get oh, down there, trouble right? on this right now. The, the news that we get down there in real America. Wait a minute. What time is it? Eight oh seven. Eight oh seven. Off the hey. rails. Hey, okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I just want to know where it was. I'm just going to mark it. <laughs> well, but now I I promise you, you know, 
now that I've been up here, I'm, this is my second time up here again, and I love it. And the people, by the way, the crew, Carly, Johnny, Mike, all you guys up here, uh, the supporting cast is the best in the world. I mean, it's like working with another Green Beret team. That's how good they are at their jobs. Yeah, they 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 know how to do everything, and they're willing to do everything. Right, and they do it with a smile. And it, it's if we all win, we all win. If we, if we right. all lose, we all lose, and we don't lose. Right. We don't know how to lose. Uh, but meeting all the, I, I didn't know that every other guy up here or every other woman up here is a veteran. I didn't know how many veterans were up here in the Northeast. I don't know why you guys would go to college and then come back here. <laughs> it's too cold. <laughs> She's talking like a true southern man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, I talked to everybody, and they're like, I, I went to college here, and I came back. Right. I was in the Army for eight years, and I came back. Why? Why would you come back for? Right. This, this country is huge. Right. This country is massive. It, it, I, but however you got, I guess his family. He I, doesn't I, want to insult us. Well, I figured. But he's trying. He's so trying not to insult us. Okay. Why would anybody in their God living right would want to live here is beyond me. Like you guys that. are great. You guys are great. <laughs> uh, Eight oh. I don't nine. know. I figure <laughs> audience turns. Okay, good. Is, is that a legitimate escape? Yeah, escape yeah. That, you can, right get, you can uh, get out that. No, I, no. I really, I, I really, I, I'm the best part of my job is meeting. Yeah, great Americans and realizing this country is not in as bad a shape as the news portrays it. Mm -hmm. We do not have race issues. We do not have uh, all this crap going on in the news. is It's just ridiculous. I've been to the, all these cities where, oh, this is happening. This is happening. That's a bunch. I'm, I'm telling you, I've met so many good dads and so many good moms and grandpas and grandmas and and. The, the amount of veterans, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't even know how to express the the, the feeling I have that I've met so many veterans up here. I've been, That's you know, I've been to Michigan and Wisconsin, Indiana, yeah. Illinois, all of these states, New, New York, uh, Virginia. I've been to all these states. And I'm telling you, it must be the cold. That's why you guys are so close. Yeah, that's it. You guys spoon real well. Yeah, exactly. I'm 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 the big spoon. Yeah, so the, yeah. I'll let you go on that if you want. Um, but no, no, no. The best part of my job is meeting and, and realizing that we're in better shape than anybody. That's face. great. No, that's that's a really good observation. Having been around, seeing that type of, I, I, I should tell you guys too. Um, so we'll go through all the other pricing and all that other stuff. But I just want to let everybody know that. Um, Johnny Gill and the great team, um, your great team here that you that you love. We talked about it and we started looking at stuff. Um, every bottle of Horse Soldier that is bought, ten dollars will be donated to the Sweats for Vets. Sweats the number four vets.com. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with what they do, um, it started here locally. Um, oh, oh, you're here. Come come on up. Come on up. Can you grab that chair? Bring it on. Bring it on up. I, uh, you guys, somebody just grab a chair and bring it all up. So that that even that one, right that here. was great. And let me put that up there. Oh, I I didn't yeah, I didn't even see you walk in. So I, I'm really really happy. He was drinking whiskey on the back bar. That's okay too. Smart man. He's a smart man. This is this is Mark. Mark Dwightel. Mark. 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 Pull that mic down a little bit. Judge you thing. Um. Mark started this 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 great thing. I'll I'll let him tell you about it. But it, it, the the best part, because I know he won't 
he won't blow his own horn too much. <laughs> this two, two blow horn, two two horn. horn. Okay, either way. <laughs> I'm like New England. We we do, we 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 blow the horn, but you can toot it if you like. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If blow sounds any better. I don't think it does either. <laughs> um, so. There is uh, sweats for vets. What they do is they give uh, hats, uh, sweatshirts with local teams on it, socks, gloves as a presence to every every vet in the veteran shelter throughout New England. There is no administrative cost to this. It is all volunteer work. Every every all the money that is collected goes directly to purchasing these all of the products that they're going to give as gifts to the veterans shelters throughout New England. And and am, am I right on the we hit 100% last year? Uh we went beyond 100%. We we're now beyond New England. Okay. We're now in New York, Philadelphia, North Carolina, Michigan, and we're starting in Florida this year. So Oh, there you go. We don't need hats. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. In fact, but I, but I asked Mark, I, I asked Mark to come join us today. Mark, what were you doing today? Uh, some Girl Scouts were wrapping those sweats tonight that I had scheduled a all 2000 or 2500 of these sweats that we pass out all get individually wrapped. Uh, a lot of them with notes, you know, the girls, yeah. the girls put little notes inside the things and wrap it up. And it really means a lot to the guys. You know, they, they may not have a whole lot. Um going right for them in their in their world at that point uh but they open up that and they see that you know well not a patriot a couple of years ago everyone wanted a patriot sweater and i'm not really sure if they're not so much now <laughs> not so much well now. we might be able to get those cheaper now <laughs> yeah, but yeah we got, we might sell- them for about five bucks yeah, yeah. Right. so so uh just I'll, I'll i'll actually task all of you um uh we tr- always try to do a team whether it's high school college Anything that's uh, that's New England, because we, we do it up here in New England, uh, sweatshirts, brand new ones. We have a collection here at Julio's Liquors. You can drop them off there. If you can't and you're like sitting on your your couch or on your phone at night, go to sweats, the number four, vets.com. Make a contribution. The best part about it, like I said, there's no administrative fees. Everything goes exactly to what we're what 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 Mark and and all of his volunteers are doing. Yeah. So. The one out on it's funny. A, a friend of mine from high school um, ran, runs a brewery down in Florida, and they did this. You know, buy a bearing and one dollar goes to sweats for vets. Well, they raised over five hundred bucks. He sent me the money. I sent him a whole bunch of Tampa Bay Buccaneer sweatshirts. Those so are probably had, more expensive. Yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, we. The Patriots right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're not going to do that because I just get sad about that stuff. Is he, uh, he going to tell us the story of how it got started? Yeah, you want to? Sure. Real yeah, quick. please tell us the um, story. 14 years ago, I was teaching at the time, and one of my parents said, uh, we're doing a breakfast for uh, homeless vets in Worcester. Um, you want to help? And I said, of course. So we went up there real early, uh, worked real hard. We had about 110 homeless vets up at Vets Incorporated uh, right there in, on Grove Street. Um, about at 9 o'clock, I see this guy kind of staring. He was definitely a Vietnam vet, um, staring into his coffee and all by himself. So I said, I'm going to go talk to him. And at the time, you know, the Patriots were going, starting to their their, their uh, string of, of wins. So I gave him a hard time, and he was wearing a Washington Redskins sweatshirt. And I said, uh, hey, you're going to get in trouble. And he goes, I didn't do anything. And I said, yeah, you're in Patriot Nation. You And he says, this is all I have. 
And just like the Southwest commercial, you know, I want to get away. I never felt so um, low in my life to automatically assume that, you know, these vets had a drawer full of sweatshirts like I did at my house. Um, so the following year, I said, I'm going to get every all the sweats up in Vets Incorporated, um, uh, you know, a sweatshirt, a Patriot sweatshirt. Um, and it, and it, every year it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And in fact, this year, Ryan, it, it's sad. I'm sad to say, I wish I could say that, you know, I'm, my company is going to close because there's no need anymore. But most of the shelters are asking for more this year than they did last year. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's tough. So, so um, buy some whiskey, help a vet. And, and, and all the programs that we do here and stuff like that, and that we work, it's all working towards getting these guys back on their feet and becoming productive again. This isn't like a handout of something that they've right. lost everything. This is, this is all stuff to help them get back on their feet and be and become back into society. We were talking about this before, right? Absolutely. Steve, about that. And um, so please, 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 even if you it, it, love you to buy some whiskey, we're going to, we're going to donate Johnny, Johnny uh, and his team. We, we figured out how we're going to do it. And we're going to, we're going to do it. Uh, matter of fact, I convinced John, he doesn't know it yet <laughs> that we're going to do it throughout uh, till, till Christmas. Awesome. So, so we're going to do the, the horse soldier and we're going to, we're going to collect, uh, we're going to collect money that way for that. And uh, we're going to be doing some other stuff for sweats for vets and for the veterans food pantry. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I want to, I want to thank you for coming. Cause I know that you, you stopped in right after Mark. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Very much. It's awesome. Great thing. And Steve, I want to thank you so much for being here tonight. This has been phenomenal. You guys enjoyed this, right? <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Really do. Hey, so I, I guess one thing is instead of just, even if you don't have a sweatshirt to buy or money to donate, veterans know what veterans went through. Uh, most veterans will open up to another veteran, whether it be over a cup of coffee, a beer, whiskey, or whatever the case might be. I, I would ask that the veterans start looking. When you see a veteran and he has that look on his face into his coffee or whatever the case may be, that look of uh, emptiness, you know what he's going through or her. And, and I think vets need to look out for vets Yeah, because I know I will not open up to a, like I say, a 36 year old psychologist that never been anything but a, a college student. And now they're asking you trying to solve your problem. Right. Uh, we know we'll open up to each other. We'll talk with each other, maybe not necessarily open up to each other, They'll feel like they'll, they'll feel the love open the door up, a little absolutely bit. just a little bit and, and they will open up i i believe so but That's, these young people they they are looking to somebody to lean on right and they think that no one's been through the same problems they they no one's seen what they've seen and no one's done what they've done and no one's hurting like they're hurting right but we know that that's not the case that's but, very important i think that's a really good message and, and that's not costing you anything but a little bit of time that's right excellent well, thank you all for coming tonight. Um, I'm going to end this and we'll continue on something else. All right. Let, uh, for those of you on Facebook or listening to this on our podcast, it's the liquor talking. Um, we'll say, <laughs> we'll say bye uh, for now, but uh, you really should come see one of these live. And for the people here, just hold on a second. I'm going to give you some more information. Let me get us down. Bye everybody. Say bye everybody. <laughs>